The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From your favorite source for Chicago White Sox talk, delivering news, interviews, analysis, and more. This is the Sox Machine Podcast with your hosts, Jim Margulis and Josh Nelson. Thanks, Rob, and welcome to the Sox Machine Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Nelson, and it's Thursday morning, November 30th, 2023, as we bring you a new episode. Jim has this show off as I fly solo. Don't worry. We've got a lot of podcasting coming up in a few days as the winter meetings held in Nashville are rapidly approaching. This episode, I'll be joined by the voice of the Gwinnett Stripers, Dave Lazat, the AAA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. Dave shares his insight on the White Sox recent additions from the Aaron Bummer trade. And I also ask him if Atlanta has enough prospects to pull off another deal for Dylan Cease. Speaking of Dylan Cease, it feels like a trade is imminent. MLB.com's John Morosi has reported that talks have intensified regarding Cease in the last 48 hours. Checking with sources, that seems to be the case. While we may not see big signings this upcoming winter meetings, think like Shohei Otani or Yamamoto or Cody Bellinger or Blake Snell, it's going to be busy with both on the trade front and the mid to lower tier of free agents, which is weird in a way. In the past, teams have waited until the big free agents were signed to figure out how much money they had left over to patch up the rest of the roster. Now, it's teams signing the best possible player for what that team is willing to spend, regardless of order of operations. If a player is willing to sign right now, well, go sign them. Luis Severino is a recent example as he signed a one-year $13 million contract with the New York Mets. Most would say wait until January or February to sign someone like Severino, a beat-up starting pitcher, and when he was good, he's very good, but he's had difficulty staying on the field. But if he's willing to sign now, and the Mets don't want to wait around to see if Severino's price drops, then boom, a deal is made. I've got a feeling we will see a lot of those signings in the next few days as players want to tell their families where they will be by Christmas. On the trade side, there is no deadline, but for Chris Getz, he has competition in the Dylan Cease market. Tyler Glass now, Corbin Burns, and now we are hearing that Cleveland is looking to deal Shane Bieber. Someone out of this group of four starting pitchers needs to set the market 
of what the prospect cost will be. Should Getz wait to see what Tampa, Milwaukee, or Cleveland get for their starting pitchers? Or as soon as they get the players that Getz wants offered from a respective team, then he pulls the trigger. There's a lot of rumblings between New York and San Diego regarding Juan Soto. That pending exchange greatly impacts Cody Bellinger's market signing with the new team. If the Yankees do net Soto, there's not much of a need for Bellinger. I guess the Yankees could slow play talks with San Diego because there's real no deadline. But what if the Cubs meet Bellinger's asking price? Then it's Soto or bust for the Yankees, and that's a difficult negotiating position. Winter meetings are not a deadline for deals to get done, but for some reason, this is when we see the most offseason activity accomplished. It's speculated that the next two White Sox moves will be trades. One for sure being Dylan Cease. The other could be Eloy Jimenez or anyone on this roster, really. Yes, even Luis Robert Jr. So buckle up, folks. I know Jim and I are. It could be a very busy few days before everyone arrives in Nashville. Taking a quick break for a word from our sponsors, but let's learn more about Mike Soroka, Jared Schuster, and Braden Shoemake from our guest Dave Lazat next on the Sox Machine Podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To learn more about whom the White Sox acquired from Atlanta is our guest. He's the voice of the Gwinnett Stripers, the Atlanta Braves AAA affiliate, and a former college classmate of mine. It's uh, Dave Lazat. Dave, it's been a minute, as the kids would say. Thanks for joining the Sox Machine podcast. It has. It has. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so you've been with Gwinnett for a while. And to start with, like, a general question, you've seen the waves of young talent that has propelled Atlanta into one of the best, if not the best, team in baseball coming into the 2024 season. What do you think has been the biggest factor for Atlanta's player development success? Uh, That's a good question. I think, I mean, we've seen great position players come through. When you talk about Ronald Acuna Jr., of course, uh, Austin Riley, Ozzie Aldis, Freddie Freeman came through here before. Obviously, he was trade. uh, He was 
left to, to go over to the Dodgers. Uh, the pitching really has been, I think, the story here recently when you talk about guys like Max Freed, obviously Kyle Wright no longer a part of the organization, Michael Soroka, same situation. But uh, time and time again, they've hit on prospects that have come through. We've seen amazing talent come through this level, uh, both in the previous regimes that have kind of built the team, laid the groundwork for the 2021 club, and now what we've obviously seen the talent acquired by Alex Anthopoulos. But uh, we've been really fortunate here in Gwinnett to see stars in the making come through and you're, you're right it's the building blocks of the team that won the world series in 2021 and hopefully a team that'll win it again here soon now the white Sox, of course made that big deal with atlanta and depending how much you trust rumors prior to the winter meetings maybe another deal could be coming concerning dillard cease but the white Sox have already acquired pitchers mike soroka jared schuster and of course shortstop brandon shoemake as well you got a chance to see all three last year Let's start with Soroka because he has the most intrigue because he did have that outstanding season in the major leagues. But much like ex-White Sox player Jake Berger, two Achilles injuries that have really derailed his career so far. And he's trying to get back on track. While he didn't have the best success in the majors last year, he looked strong, Dave, at AAA last year. 17 starts in Gwinnett. 87 innings, so more than five innings per appearance, 92 strikeouts, 28 walks, and he had 3.41 ERA. With Soroka, what did you see from his recovery back from these significant injuries? Is he close to his previous form? I think so. I think we saw flashes then in AAA. You talked about the numbers. Uh, really, it felt like last year, obviously, the story was him being able to get back to full health, log the innings totally he got last year i think you know as the season went on it became a feel-good story for him to get back to atlanta but the consistency for him and he knows it just wasn't there at the big league level every time he came down to triple a went back to work i know he was really trying to, to refine his pitches kind of get a feel for all of his stuff again uh, to get back to that 2019 form and again we saw the flashes here in Gwinnett. we saw his ability we saw a little bit of it in atlanta as well but you talk about a braves club that's in a win now mode where the feel-good story was great but you've got to produce at that level and, and soroka i think you know as time went on they gave him a couple of different stints three starts each and then he had one start in september as well braves are in win now mode you know, again, while it's a great feel-good story for Soroka to get back from those two Achilles surgeries and get back to the big leagues, I think, you know, honestly, there was other options that the Braves trusted more down the stretch. And again, hopefully Soroka, obviously, I think he's the centerpiece of this deal for the White Sox. If you can get him back to the 2019 form that he had being an all-star that year, being in the Cy Young consideration, second in, in Rookie of the Year voting, that certainly makes him the centerpiece of this deal. You want to get him back to that form, and he just needs the innings. He just needs more reps. I think another season hopefully will get him back and close to where he needs to be, but certainly he's deserving of a shot in the big leagues. Braves, unfortunately, couldn't offer that to him last year and moving forward, and so hopefully it's the White Sox game. So, Dave, when Soroka's on and he's feeling good, what makes him successful for the White Sox fans that have not gotten a chance to see Mike Soroka? Well, I think it starts with the sinker. I mean, he's got a good hard sinker, 94, 95, fastball. He's got a slider changeup as well. I think the sinker is kind of the key pitch for him. Um, if he can get all four of those pitches working, I mean, he doesn't really favor any single one of those pitches. He does a good job of mixing, which I think is, is a big factor for him. But if he can get a good feel for all of those pitches, obviously stay healthy, get that innings total up, start working a little bit deeper into contests. I think a lot of the time with Gwinnett, he was about five, six innings. If he can start to get into that seventh and beyond, I think that'll make him uh, uh, closer to what we saw in 2019. 
The other starting pitch of the White Sox are hoping can pan out is Jared Schuster, the lefty. He made 16 starts at AAA last year. The walk rate is a bit concerning, but the Braves still called him up. He had 11 starts last year in the major leagues. What should White Sox fans know about Schuster? Well, he's still, you know, relatively early in his development, I would say. I mean, he's a Braves first-round pick in 2020. There was no minor league season that year. He spent time here at the development site in Gwinnett, uh, kind of getting his feet wet. A year ago, he is the Braves' number one pitching prospect. So I think that, again, there's other names that have sort of surpassed him in the pecking order in the Braves organization. We talk about a, an A.J. smith Shaver or a Darius Vines that made Schuster, I don't want to say expendable, but gives him an opportunity to have a change of scenery with the White Sox. Like you said, I think the walks total was higher than you want to see last year. He spent a lot of time kind of trying to, to rein it in and figure out, you know, get his control uh you know, better his control as the season went on. Um, he's got a great changeup. I think, you know, certainly I'd like to see him focus more on his slider, get a better secondary pitch in addition to that changeup. His fastball is kind of 90, 92, 93 or so. Um, but again, he's a former first-round pick. A year ago, he's the top prospect in the Braves system. Because, you know, of injury and opportunity, got a chance to make the opening day roster there last year. I think the ceiling's still very high on him. And like I said with Soroka, it's really the White Sox gain. If they can get Jared Schuster to put it together, that's a valuable piece, I think, for their rotation. Well, whether they're ready or not, I think Chris gets the White Sox new GM is expecting both Soroka and Schuster to be part of the White Sox starting rotation on opening day, as we're not seeing a lot of activity and free agency for the White Sox signing starting pitchers and They've got they got availability, let's just say, uh, in the starting rotation. In, in your opinion, when it comes to opening day as White Sox fans are trying to drop a hypothetical 26-man roster, do you think Soroka and Schuster's ready to go to be in the major leagues on opening day in 2024 for the White Sox? I think so. And again, we're so early in the offseason still. It's, it's anybody's guess how many moves the White Sox might make and, and how many other you know acquisitions they might have to build out the rest of that rotation, but certainly they want Soroka in there. Otherwise they wouldn't have traded for him. Same thing with Schuster. He was on the Braves opening day rotation last year. Didn't stick there. Uh, but again, I think the big opportunity is that for those two guys is the big league chance for them. You know, I think that they both proven that they can have success at the AAA level Soroka, especially Schuster was kind of up and down here with Gwinnett, but I think they're certainly deserving of a chance. Um, I think, you know, it's it's one of those deals where it works well for both sides. The White Sox get guys who are ready to step in at the major league level, while the Braves get a guy who's going to be very valuable in their bullpen. So um, I would expect, you know, again, unless there's moves made that change uh, the course of uh, the rotation for the White Sox, that, yeah, both would be in your, your opening day rotation. Well, every team also needs middle infield depth. And while the White Sox have top prospect Colson Montgomery, Waiting the wings for a shortstop, the White Sox did acquire Braden Shoemake as he enters the conversation as a possible backup to Paul DeYoung and Nicky Lopez up the middle. Watching Shoemake the last couple of years, what is his game like, Dave? Excellent defender. Uh, can play shortstop, certainly has the range for it. Played a lot of second last year. He was kind of in a timeshare situation with Vaughn Grissom. They split uh, the opportunities at shortstop pretty much 50-50. The Braves were trying to get a lot more reps for Grissom to see if that's you know, an area that he can play in the big leagues, that shortstop spot. Uh, but obviously both Grissom and Shoemake, once Orlando Arcia was signed to the three-year deal, that kind of closed the window on them being the guys up there at shortstop to, to be that everyday shortstop. So uh, again, kind of in the same vein as Soroka and Schuster on the pitching side, it's a great opportunity for Shoemake to have 
maybe a quicker route to big league time. I mean, he only had, I think, two games last year with Atlanta and the one call-up he had. I think he can play defensively in the big leagues right now. I think the question is the bat. Uh, we certainly saw flashes of his ability over the two years here. Uh, he'd have months where, you know, he'd hit 300 with power, uh, was our best offensive player in the lineup, and then just struggled to keep that consistently go consistency going for the full year. Uh, again, when, when he's hot, he can carry our club at the AAA level. You know, I think he's earned a shot to see you know, if that carries over to the big league level, but consistency is going to be, you know, what, what, what does it for him at the offensive side? And, and you bring up DeYoung, that was an interesting sign. I guess, you know, it looks to me like they're going to kind of wait and see with Shoemake, maybe start him off at AAA potentially, or at least see what he does with the bat spring training wise. You've got a veteran there in DeYoung that can hold that spot down for a year while they, you know, see what they have in Shoemake. And it's the White Sox. You never know when somebody gets hurt, Yohan Makata, uh, so Dion can always move over to third. They could call up Shoemake to make some spot starts at shortstop. I think that's ultimately the game plan for the White Sox as a insurance policy as uh, their other middle infield prospects have struggled when they have been called up to the major leagues. You mentioned Vaughn Grissom, and I have to ask because this is, of course, front of mind for the White Sox fans. And from what we are hearing at Sox Machine, the next two moves for the White Sox this offseason are expected to be trades as Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez are available there's a lot of trade smoke, Dave, involving the Braves and White Sox. You think the Braves have enough top prospects to make a deal for Cease? You mentioned Vaughn Grissom and now with the Orlando Arcia contract. And, of course, nobody's replacing Ozzy Albies at second base. Like, with Vaughn Grissom, does he have a path to the majors? What other top prospects maybe White Sox fans should dream about if such a deal happened between Atlanta and the White Sox for Cease? Well, that's a good question because... I think, you know, pitching depth wise, there certainly is that still for the Braves. When you talk about AJ Smith, Schauber, uh, Darius Vines, Hurston Waldrip, there's, there's pitching like they've, they've done a great job in having waves of talented arms kind of coming through the system, not real deep on position player pro prospects right now. All the guys that are in the system that are position guys are pretty much on the younger side that we may not even see in AAA next year. Um, so Shoemake really was the top position player prospect we had. Um, you know, I think obviously the Braves have the pitching depth if they want to make a move using that. But I think at the same time, the talent of AJ Smith, Shaver, Hurston Waldrip, if the Braves are looking for a number five starter, it might be one of those guys next year. So, uh, in this Braves organization with Alex Anthopoulos running the show, again, we don't really know, like at any time he might pull off a trade. Sometimes we're shocked by it. Um, but he's done an excellent job in in, uh, in acquiring top flight talent and building his major league roster and obviously keeping it very quiet and not, uh, you know, obviously he's famous for not leaking anything out there. So uh, we're kind of in the dark, too. You know, remains to be seen what the what the trades are upcoming. But uh, certainly I think the Braves have pitching depth that they can go to if they want to make any more trades. Again, position wise might be a little bit thin, but you just never know. Yeah, with Alex, the Atlanta Braves usually break the news themselves. So if such a trade were to right. happen, I would expect a press release from the Atlanta Braves before the White Sox tell anyone that Dylan Cease has been traded. You can follow Dave on Twitter. He's at Dave Lazadas. He'll be call, calling the Gwinnett Stripers games again in 2024, which of course involves games against the White Sox AAA affiliate, the Charlotte Knights. Dave, really appreciate the additional insight for the White Sox new guys. And thanks for coming on the Sox Machine Podcast. Thanks, Josh. Good to see you.
Again, I want to thank Dave Lazat, the voice of the Gwinnett Stripers, a AAA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves, for joining us. And yeah, it's a shorter Sox Machine podcast episode as we are bracing for some off-season news here that could be happening in the next few days. Possibly a Dylan Cease trade. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Eloy Jimenez traded first. Time will tell, but we are strapped in and ready to go for a flurry of off-season activity. And that's why this episode's a little bit shorter, just in case Jim and I need to quickly pull t- put together an emergency podcast. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you just discovered the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify and Apple Music. It's speaking of Spotify, it's that Spotify wrapped time. So if you do listen to music or podcasts or even now audiobooks on Spotify, Spotify will tell you in these very nice graphics how many hours and how often you listen to songs and podcasts. Thank you to everyone on social media that has tagged us on how often and how frequently you listen to this show. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you haven't done so already and you get your Spotify wrapped, hit us up. If you listen to the podcast on Spotify, we'll definitely retweet that out on Twitter and like it on Instagram and on all the social media posts. It, it does make us happy just to know how often you guys listen to us. And again, thank you so much for listening to us through one of the worst seasons in our lifetime as White Sox fans in 2023. You can also listen, watch the Sox Machine podcast on youtube.com slash Sox Machine. If you do watch or listen to any of our videos there, please subscribe to our channel. And again, you can follow us on social media on all the platforms. We're at Sox Machine, or you can follow me at Sox Machine underscore Josh. If you enjoy our work and you want more, you can get more by becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Sox Machine. Our Patreon supporters get exclusive content like the P.O. Sox mailbag that Jim just recently posted on this site. We'll also have exclusive events like our curling event that's coming up in February. We're already touring some possible sites and destinations for future events as well that we'll have before opening day starts. Pretty excited about that. So if you enjoy our work and you want more, get more by signing up at patreon.com slash socks machine where monthly plans start at $2 or you can save with an annual subscription. The Sox Machine Podcast is a production of SoxMachine.com. You're home for all things Chicago White Sox baseball and part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Josh Nelson. Thanks for listening and watching. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.